Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. podcast. I hope everyone is having an amazing day so far. I have had such a good day and such a good week because I can't remember if I've told you guys that I got cats. Did I even tell you guys that I was getting cats? I literally I literally sometimes just cannot even remember what I say on the podcast. Like my clients will be like, "Oh yeah, this podcast about this or you said this in this podcast." And I'm just like, wait, what? Did I say that? When did I say that? I'm like, I can't remember. Life just moves so fast for me. But I can't remember if I told you guys, um, but I got two kittens on Sunday, this last Sunday. Um, Oh, also, sorry that I didn't have a solo episode last, this last Monday. I was still getting over um, a little bit of an illness. I had a cold. And so you like would not have wanted to listen to my voice anyway. I feel like I'm still kind of getting over it. Not really. I I sound much, much better today and feel like, you know, pretty much back to a hundred percent, but I was trying to record, you know, I got really sick and then I was trying to record and my voice just, um, did not sound good and I was running out of breath and I was all nasally and congested and it was just all bad. So I skipped the solo on Monday, but on Sunday, me and Henry went and got our new baby kittens and we got two sisters um and uh, they're named olive and evie and olive we actually named her olive after um a love island season which is like so dumb we didn't name her after the season i just loved the name um we were watching season two it's like literally the best love island season we've only watched two seasons but i already know season two is literally the best season we were just like obsessed with it and um in that season there is a girl named Olivia and they'd always call her Olive and I thought it was the cutest thing in the world and I was like Henry like I would literally name my kid Olive like I just think that is the cutest name ever and so we ended up naming one of our kittens Olive and then the other one is named Evie and she kind of has like a triple meaning for her name so Her full name is Evelyn, and Evelyn is the vocalist for a Lewis the Child song um, called Fire, and you guys probably know me and Henry love Lewis the Child, so it's a little tribute to Lewis the Child. Um, And then Evelyn, we also wanted to do, we were trying to think of like different names from like all of our favorite things, like favorite artists, favorite shows, to kind of like give it a little more meaning. Um... And we wanted to do like a tribute also to How I Met Your Mother because we fucking love How I Met Your Mother and Ted's middle name is Evelyn. So Evelyn is a singer of a Lewis Child track. Evelyn is the middle name of Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. 
and then we call her Eevee for short and it's spelled like the Pokemon because my favorite Pokemon is Eevee. (laughs) So she has like three different like tributes or like connections or meanings to her name and then Olive is just Olive because it's fucking cute and it's partially named after a reality tv star so um they are literally the cutest things ever and I just have been having like the best week but also like hard week because of them I feel like I am an actual mother (laughs) right now because they're still like baby babies and I didn't realize like how much work it was going to be honestly like when I got a kitten I got a kitten in fifth grade um and that cat is still with my family just up in Utah and his name's Kiko and we didn't have any issues with him he was just so cuddly right off the bat and playful and playing with us like he wasn't afraid to come home with us or anything like there was no like adjustment period but with these kittens like they've just been living in like a crate in a garage for like their whole life and so they were definitely super nervous coming to our home and they were just like a little shaken up and I didn't know that was normal I was like freaking out and that's why I say like it's just been so many ups and downs this week like it's been like such a good week and like just a fun week but also kind of like a crazy week and I've been feeling all types of emotions because I was just feeling sad that they were not adjusted yet or they were a little afraid of us Um, but today so today's Wednesday so it's been like three days and they're doing so much better. They're so cute. They're a little bit crazy. They're super hyper right now. (laughs) It's like one of them is super sassy. Olive, of course, the one's named after a reality TV star. She's so sassy and just like, they're just stinkers. They're just little (laughs) troublemakers. So I didn't know how much work it was going to be, honestly. Um, So this week has been kind of crazy for me, but in the best way. I have literally, like for the last... I don't know, like, year and a half, I've been super, like, motherly. Like, I feel like my motherly instincts have come out, and I've just really been wanting to be a mother. Like, not right now, but I just have very motherly instincts. I like, like, being a mother and being, like, protective and taking care of, you know, Henry or whoever. And I literally have like dreams about being pregnant. I just like, I just want to be a mom, which is so weird to say because most of my life I was like, I'm never having kids. I'm never going to be a mom. Um, And now I just like, it's everything. I literally have dreams about having kids. I had a dream about having triplets (laughs) like last night, like literally last night I had a dream that I had triplets. Like I just have dreams about having babies all the time. Um, But Anyway, I feel like this has given me the chance to really actually, like, be a mother, like, a stepping stone to actually having kids, Um, and it's been really, like, I don't know if the right word, like, if healing is the right word, but it has been very, like, healing and and fun for me, so I'm so excited. I, I really can't remember if I told you guys that I was even getting cats, but got two baby kittens. I'm so happy so so happy um so yeah that's a little update on my life and I hope all of you guys are doing really well and having a good week as well hopefully also having some fun and exciting things in your lives 
Um, I would love to hear about anything going on in your life. If you want to like shoot me a DM when you listen to this and just like tell me what's up in your life and just tell me how your week is going, how your day is going. I would love it. I love to connect with you guys and just, you know, the podcast is always hard because, well, it's not hard. I love it. But it the only like downfall is like you guys can't leave comments on the podcast or like it's not really a two-way street it's just like a one-way street um I I still really want to set up like a really amazing like group chat or membership site we tried Facebook but Facebook doesn't really work because nobody goes on Facebook and I've thought about doing a Patreon or a Discord I do want to have like some type of community where we can all talk and connect with each other um because it does feel like sometimes, you know, I'm just talking to my microphone and like, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear your thoughts and what's going on with you and how your day is going, how your week is going. You know, I give you guys all the updates on my life and my journey, but I like to hear your guys's as well. So I always appreciate when you guys reach out and let me know. So that's kind of my, my update, how my week is going. And, um, yeah, anywho, (laughs) today's episode you guys you are in for a treat with another guest episode this episode is with stephanie dawn elizabeth and this is probably one of i mean all of my guest episodes have been so good lately but i have to say this one was one of my favorites because we talked about some topics you know we talked about um intuition a lot we talked about energy we talked about Um, some social media stuff and we talked about things that I just feel like were really really important to come through and some things that I feel like I haven't really spoken um, spoken about and I don't know I left this episode this collaboration just feeling really really excited to share it with you guys so I really really hope you guys love this one like I said we talk about intuition we talk about energy we talk about just creating a magical life um, social media, um, and and so much more. I, I can't even remember right now everything we talk about, but it's just a really, really beautiful and potent and juicy conversation. So without further ado, I will go ahead and play the episode with Stephanie. All right, guys, I am here with Stephanie Dawn Elizabeth. I fucking love that name. It's so beautiful. Um, And she is an intuitive mentor and guide and host of the Made of Magic, the podcast. And I just feel so grateful to have her here. I'm super excited. We kind of want to dive into, I mean, we're just going to kind of flow with it. But Stephanie's thing is like intuition, energy, and self-trust and I just love those topics. I'm so excited to talk about them. So just to start, say hello and kind of tell us just a little bit about yourself, you know, um, who you are, where you're located, what you do, anything you feel inspired to share with us just to get to know you a little bit better. Cool. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. We've kind of been like trying to schedule this, I feel like, for a while, but it feels like perfect timing because I think, I mean, we were just talking before we hit record. I'm sure we'll dive into that too, but it feels like the perfect timing for both of us to be recording this, so I'm really excited. Yeah. But yeah, I'm Stephanie Don Elizabeth, and I am an intuitive mentor, guide. I feel like my quote-unquote title is always changing, (laughs) but um, yeah, I really love talking about teaching about 
intuition, energy, and self-trust especially. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, self-trust has been like the hugest part of my own personal journey. And I think it's the thing that like catapults all of the magic in our own life. I don't know how deep you want me to go like into my own story and how I got there, but... Well, my next question was going to be like, okay, so that's who you are. Yeah. And there's a yeah. reason you are who you are. How did you yeah. get to who you are today? So yeah, please dive into just your story a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, there's so many different like moments. I feel like my whole, well, all of ours, but my whole life and journey has been like one massive pivot, like moment. And for me, the self-trust pivot came, I guess it was actually three years ago now. I, well, three years ago the beginning of the summer, let's say. I was engaged. I owned the house. I had the dog. I had like the outside, from the outside looking in, like the perfect everything we're supposed to have, we're supposed to want, the thing that's supposed to click everything into magic. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that. I didn't feel the magic. I didn't feel connected. I didn't feel fulfilled or happy. I turned 30 actually, and I had this like moment of sort of looking around and thinking like, is this my life? <laughs> like, is this it and I had been trying for so long to make my business work like Mm -hmm. I had started my business like five years prior to that I had quit my full-time job almost a year prior to that and I thought like all of these things were going to be the thing to click it like okay everybody says you have to quit your job so I'm just going to quit my job and like that's the thing that's going to make it work or I'm going to hire this person and they're the person that's going to tell me like the perfect way to click it all into place And all the while, I intuitively knew for so long, at that point, I think I had been engaged for two years in a relationship for six by the time I called it off. And I knew for so long, intuitively, like, the thing you're avoiding looking at is the thing that needs to be done. And I knew I needed to call off my engagement. I knew 100% when I did, my whole life would click. But I had so much fear and so much, like, lack of trust in myself because, I mean, especially for women and girls, like we're really pushed away from trusting ourselves and our own intuition. And I had been in relationships before that really um, validated kind of that push for a lack of self-trust. And so I knew this thing for so long, but I avoided it and I did everything else until finally I turned 30 and I looked around and I was like, okay, you already know. So you need to get, I gave myself a whole entire summer where I told nobody in my life what I was thinking, how I was feeling not the people I was working with, like literally, I call it like my summer of cocooning. And I literally didn't tell anyone. I just, and I don't necessarily suggest this, but I gave myself a whole summer where it's like, I already know the thing, but I'm going to allow myself to like get very like deep in the self-trust to do the thing because it's hard. And at Mm -hmm. this point, my business was not making enough money to support myself. I I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I gave myself this whole summer of just asking myself the questions, giving myself space for my own intuitive knowing to come through. And then finally come September of two, three, almost, yeah, three years ago now, I decided to call off my engagement. And I never want to make this story sound like click, everything went into place, but click after actually trusting myself, like of years and years and years of kind of that buildup then everything did click into my into place. My business, I met the actual love of my life. It, like everything started to flow from there. And so I am such a huge advocate for self-trust because, 
yes, there are like practices, yes, there are tools, yes, there are coaches, yes, there are mentors, yes, there are other people who can kind of help you on your journey. But at the end of the day, like, you know, and unless you have the self-trust to follow through with the things that you know, nothing's really going to work to the full extent of what it can. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. The story is so powerful. <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny. Thank what? you. Okay. Thank you for sharing all of that. What's so funny is literally the Instagram post that I was going to post today was all about how, like, if you're feeling confused in your business, nothing's working in your business, like you're not getting clients, you're not doing this, stop buying courses, stop mm. going to coaches, stop looking at other people's content and their pages and what they're doing. Because like you're saying, like, we keep thinking like the answer or the thing that's going to make it click is like outside of us. Yeah. But really like, that's why I've kind of this whole rebrand that I was telling you that I'm doing, like, I'm kind of leaning into, um, I've always been teaching this, but now I'm putting the name to it of like feminine leadership mm -hmm. in the sense of like leading from your intuition, like leading from yeah. what's within, because if you're so masculine and just like strategy and like just doing what everyone else says that you should be doing, it's not gonna work. And obviously yeah. your story perfectly portrays that. Yeah, I love that you said that. And there's no point, right? Like why, so much has clicked into place for me, especially this year with just stuff going on in my own life and has like really forced me to look at my business and the way that I want to live and run it and be. And it's so freaking true. There's no point in doing what other people are doing. There's no point in. And so I think I love what you said. That this has actually been coming through so much for me and for other clients. That mm -hmm. like you don't. you In a time when you feel like you need the person, the course, the thing. It's usually the time that you do not. Like it. Yeah. And that's been true for me. If I look back at all investments I've made in myself and my business, if it came from a place of like, okay, I need this, like this is the thing, like I need, then it always ended up being a, not a very good investment. Mm. But if it's like a, coming from that intuitive, like I want this, like I want to be in this, I want to do this, I want to, that is such a different energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like um, you're not, you're not like looking for the right answer. You're looking yeah. for like the evolution because you're wanting to like step into your own yeah. answers your answer not the answer the answer because there is no yeah. answer mm -hmm. I feel and I feel like so many people are are looking for that right now like especially in business because I just I work a lot with like girls with their own businesses I see a ton yeah. in business and also like um when I talk about manifestation I talk a lot about authentic desires mm -hmm. meaning like so many people are just like manifesting things because they think that they should want it like mm -hmm. for for example, like the relationship and the house and this job and this, and they don't, I don't know, they don't really want that. It's not authentic. So yeah, this is the thing I talk about the most, especially when we're talking about manifestation. Is like, well, what do you actually desire? Actually, is my favorite word when we're talking about this because like, yeah. what do you actually want? Who do you actually want to be? And that's what I mean when I say like to like, okay, so for example, with a business for me this year has been looking around like, oops, I sort of built it in a way that I don't actually want. <laughs> like I didn't actually want this, like yeah. this doesn't sustain, this isn't what I want long term. And so for me right now, really leaning into like doing what I actually want in the long term now, not feeling like you have to do things just because or not because you think you 
are going to feel a certain way when you manifest a thing that other people are manifesting that feel seem to feel really good to them. Mm-hmm. So like blocking out that noise. And it, when I had my summer of cocoon, I literally blocked out everybody's thoughts, everybody's opinions. And for the first time in probably my whole life, actually asked, well, what do you want? What do you feel? How do you want your life to look like? What do you want to show up like? And that's the the magnetic energy that we all want. Yeah. Okay. I have so many questions right now. <laughs> um, first one being, okay, so what if someone's listening right now and they're like, I just, but I do not know what I want because I would feel yeah. like I was in that place for so long of like, these desires that weren't actually authentic, they did feel authentic to me because I just, I guess I didn't know how to tap into like what I actually want. Like, yeah. even with your clients, do you ever say like, well, what do you actually want? And they're just like at a loss, you yeah. know? Like, where do you go from there? Like, how do you think that you actually yeah. tap into well, that? Everyone is always going through that moment at some point, right? Like there's waves of your own evolution. So who I was a year ago is definitely not who I am today. Who I was, am going to be in six months from now is probably not who I'm going to be. And so I think what happens a lot of the times is we think like, especially in business, if a lot of your listeners are in business, like we think, okay, well, I chose that thing. Like I said, I'm this coach or I said, I'm, I do this or I help this person. And now that doesn't necessarily fit feel true for me anymore or I've evolved obviously you're going to evolve as your business grows as your life changes and so when we get to that space where we're looking around like well actually I don't really know what I want that's good information it doesn't there and usually with that comes like guilt or overwhelm or just added pressure to figure it out yeah yeah so in those moments of like that look around that's a really good place to be actually because now you get to figure it out and create that and Mm -hmm. so in those moments is the, the most important time. I always explain it like when you're starting a new relationship with someone you actually want to like get to know or like or like are super into, you want to know literally everything about them. Like what do they like? Who do, what do they need? What would make them happy? What can you do to make them happy? But we generally don't do that with ourselves. And so if you're in that place of like, well, I don't know what I want. It's probably just because you haven't asked or it's probably because you haven't had enough time, space, energy for yourself to like get clear on it. And so see it as like a new relationship with yourself because it is and that's how you rebuild that self-trust to get to know what you actually want. So you don't need to know all the time. Like it's not, oh yeah, I I don't always know, right? Like it, yeah. that's normal. And so kind of approaching it like, it's an, it's exciting. It's a new phase and now you get to figure it out. Mm. I love that perspective, but I think it's it's inspiring to hear you say all of that and also in today's society, it's almost like but there is no time. You have to have yeah. it figured out. Like what are, what are yeah. you doing with your life? Like what's what's your career? When are you getting married? When are you having kids? When are you doing this? And I think that is where um yeah, the pressure and overwhelm comes in. It's like almost like just society's, I don't know, society's idea of like where we should be in our life. But I think that's also where trust comes in. I was, so trust is actually, I have four like building blocks of confidence, right? So Mm -hmm. it's your beliefs, action, authenticity, and then trust. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about um, this week in my group coaching program, we were talking about uh, comparison Mm -hmm. and how comparison literally stems from your lack of self-trust. Yeah. 
I think personally, trust in your own divine journey, trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, so kind of pivoting back into like the the trust, that was going to be my, my other question, was you talked about uh, your summer of like cocooning. Yeah. Where you had to like build that trust in, in just yourself and your journey and everything. Um, what did you do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how, I don't know. Trust is – Trust is such a funny conversation yeah. because it's like, but how? Yeah. Do you trust? Yeah, because there's not really like a tangible thing. Yes, yeah. you can do the practices. Yes, you can do all the things, but it really does have to. So, anyways, let's back up because yes, it, it is sort of like the reason it feels so like elusive is because like what does that mean? But that's usually because we've just never felt it before, right? If you've never felt something before, let's say you've never felt like real actual love you're going to look at people who are really actually in love and I've had this situation before in my past where it's like that can't be real like you can't actually feel that like everybody's lying but so if you're in that place I 100% get it because if you've never felt it then what does that even mean or confidence for example right if you've never felt confident you're going to look at people who appear to be confident and feel like that's not possible for me and so one it's it's recognizing that like I think that's a super important to just honor that yeah if you've never felt it before and also it's not that it's not your fault that you've never felt it before it's on purpose that we've been conditioned away from trusting ourselves right and so one of the things I love to say the most is like just call bullshit on everything like most every like I have the answer to most of the questions that you're gonna have is just it came from somewhere that wasn't yours it came from something that wasn't yours it came from conditioning and people moving you away from your trust so you came into the world with a ton of self-trust with knowing you, you came in super intuitive knowing what was for you what wasn't for you how you felt how you didn't feel but unfortunately the way that we're all raised and I do think this is changing and especially with like my generation your generation like people the generations coming that's shifting and so um number one like call bullshit on everything it's very empowering to look around and be like well that was bullshit like that was that's not mine I don't actually think that I don't actually believe that and then also I think this is even a little bit easier right now is it to look around and realize that like the rules don't apply (laughs) anymore the way we thought the world ran the way we thought we had to like okay you go to school you get a good job clearly we've seen that that's not actually a secure path right? We've shown that it can quickly change. It can quickly go away. And so you really have to like take, really throw that out the window because it just doesn't apply anymore. And even if it feels like it still applies, it doesn't have to apply to you. And so, so really like taking that ownership of your own life is, I feel super, super empowering. But as, as far as like, okay, what did I do in the cocoon? It really was that. Like I, like I said, I did not ask for outside opinions and this does not mean don't get support but at some point usually when we're not super confident or we don't have a ton of self-trust the first thing we do right is what do you think like what would you do in this situation right and there's a difference between support and other people you needing validation for your own decision and so a good place to start you can start small you don't have to start with something like calling up an engagement that was like a big leap but it can be literally the smallest things that you would usually say like oh but wait what do you want to do or like wait what like answers out there 
turn the energy inward and start to like ask yourself. And the more that you have a relationship with yourself, the more that you actually follow through. One of the biggest ways to build self-trust is to follow through with the things that come up. So if intuitively you know like, I, I need to have this conversation or I want to start doing this or I know this thing makes me feel better, follow through with that because the the like mm-hmm. uh, confidence and trust that's built within that is built within that by following through with the things that you know you need to do. Mm. It's like, yeah, don't ignore your feelings almost, yeah. but we do that so much mm-hmm. and every time we're like, oh my God, I should have listened to my gut feeling mm-hmm. every single time. And it's almost like, why do we not learn our lesson? Yeah. Um, but and I think a, another part of it too is we've like a lot, I hear this all the time, is we felt like we listened to our intuition before and it was quote unquote wrong. Or I felt like I knew, but I didn't. And I, there's a lot behind that. Sometimes we say we think that that was our intuition, but if we really are honest, like it was not, or we, we it wasn't actually the thing that we wanted. And then also mm-hmm. we're human. So what I knew, uh, okay, let me think of like my 10 years ago self in my early 20s. What she knew was very different than what I know. Where I was at then is very different than where I am now. And so the way that I could hear my intuition or have the confidence, the self-trust, the knowing to follow through is going to be very different. And so part of it is just situations in our past that have like broken Mm -hmm. that self-trust down or we think that it did. And then part of it is like, we're just here to learn also. So that's part of our own journey. Yeah. Do you think our intuition could almost lead us to like, not the wrong choice, but maybe not the best choice almost on purpose because we need that experience to grow? I don't know. That's a hard question because I don't think our intuition can steer us wrong. It's just the journey to get to where you're going might be a little bit like not how we think it's supposed to look. So following your intuition doesn't mean that things are just going to like click into place. Yes, my story of following my intuition when I felt followed through with it worked, but I intuitively knew something for a really long time. And it, it, it wasn't like an easy thing, right? So for me, calling off an engagement, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my whole life. And so it doesn't look easy. It doesn't, I call it like the fall and the rise moments. Like the fall, I was in the fall yeah. because of my intuition. Mm. So it appeared to be like the hardest possible decision, the hardest possible thing, but actually it ended up being exactly what I needed. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So it's always probably going to lead you Mm-hmm. to the right thing but it might not click right away it might be messy to get yeah, messy yeah. I feel like messy is a better word than like it's not going to lead you to anything bad it's not going to lead you to like the wrong thing it just might mm-hmm. not look how you think it's going to look in the moment yeah I like that that's a good yeah. clarification yeah. um but I have to be totally honest I feel like really called out right now when you're talking about <laughs> And I'm realizing it. No, no, I love it. I love Mm -hmm. this. Like I love a conversation where it can be super like, I mean, my whole intention with this podcast too is to be so real, transparent and authentic Mm -hmm. where people are listening in like almost like, oh my God, she's going through exactly what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Or, oh my God, is she really sharing this about herself right now? Yeah. Because for me as a confidence coach, this can almost be like embarrassing to share, but I was feeling really called out when you were saying like, Uh, Like, you know, I stopped looking to other people for opinions. 
And I do that. I notice I do that a lot. Like last night I wanted this yoga mat and I would literally picked out like eight of them. And then I'm like sitting with my boyfriend. I'm like, which one should I get? I'm like, can you just pick which one I should get? Or like other things like with my assistant, like in my business, like it's like, I know what I want. I know what I want to do, but I'll like FaceTime her and be like, should I do this? Or should I do this? Or like, is this the right decision? Part like part of it is just like me needing the support. And sometimes I just need someone to like bounce yeah. back and forth off of. But I'm kind of having like a uh-huh. <laughs> like a aha moment right now of like, damn, I really don't trust. I trust myself with the big things, yeah. but I don't trust myself with like s- like small things or even like uh, here's another example. I haven't ordered my own food at a restaurant in two and a half years. My boyfriend <laughs> orders my food for me because I always choose something and then I'm like, I like his his food more and then I end up like switching my boyfriend but I'm kind of realizing like that's probably diminishing like my own intuition by even just those little actions don't you think well I feel like it's what's the intention behind it right like if the intention is I don't trust myself to make the decision or I don't want to make the decision because then the fallout lies on me right so even if it's something as small as like I don't want to decide the food because then if I don't like the food that I ordered then it's on me and I made a I made a mistake and like that's sort of the chatter that happens but if it's simply like sometimes we're burnt out by making decisions right like sometimes same I'll be like I don't actually want to make a decision right now so you make it but the intention isn't because I'm afraid that I'm going to be wrong it's just like I'm tapped out and I don't have energy to make the decision right Mm -hmm. so it's I think with everything but especially with ourself and our own intuition and like how we show up or not is like what's the intention behind it why yeah yeah I love that Mm -hmm. mine mine's definitely not being burnt out on decisions mine's (laughs) definitely I'm like having a literally like a breakthrough moment right now of like mine's (laughs) definitely because like I don't, I don't want the fault to be on me to make yeah. a mistake. So would you say, would you say then that like also creating trust in yourself looks like being okay to make a mistake? Totally. Like self-compassion. Totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, before I taught on intuition and energy, one of the things that I taught the most was inner kindness. And that's a huge aspect of self-trust because you're going to be wrong. Like you're going to make mistakes. You're going to like fall or you're going to be wrong. Like it's fine to be wrong. Following your intuition. And I think this is a big misconception that people who are like practicing their intuition or or have an intuitive business or an intuitive life, like they're never wrong because they have the information. But number one, we're all intuitive. It just depends on if how highly you're listening to it. But that doesn't mean you're going to be wrong. Like you're not going to be wrong. All the time I'm like, oh, okay, that wasn't really what I so you have to you have to have inner kindness or compassion for yourself within that like you're also human and so this is just normal this is just a normal thing that you're going to make mistakes you're going to be wrong you're going to act how you didn't want to act like those are just that's going to happen Mm. I love that okay something you just said is totally sticking out to me you said we all have the intuition Mm -hmm. but some of us just aren't listening to it Mm -hmm. but Okay, but then also, you know, it's so funny. I was also talking to my boyfriend last night about psychic abilities and I was like telling him because I just had this crazy, I had the craziest reading from the spirit worker and just like reading my timelines and stuff and I was telling him about it and yeah, it was, it was incredible and we were just talking about like psychic abilities and I was like, well, all of us have them 
but they get um what would you say like watered down almost or yeah kind of like pushed away. muffled maybe yeah pushed away yeah like muffled a little bit and pushed away just because again how we've been raised and I'm sure just food and water and products anywho um and then I saw one of your posts on Instagram that was talking about that and I was like oh that's so aligned the synchronicity mm-hmm. so I was just talking about that but listening to your intuition do you think our intuition goes away almost kind of how like our psychic abilities are or how our psychic abilities do like does our intuition go away or is it always there and we just don't listen does that kind of make sense I know that's like a weird question no I get it yeah Yeah, no it it doesn't go away okay it's I believe we're all intuitive we're also all psychic so and, and also I don't always necessarily feel like there has to be like a different different differentiation of like the two for me my intuition shows up more like internal and more usually about me whereas my psychic perception is usually like feels a little bit more external and usually feels a little bit more like collective or for somebody else however like they're kind of the same thing they, they yeah. show up a little bit differently but we all have both of them okay and you can do that too yeah and like for well for intuition as well for intuition and for your psychic abilities like everybody's shows up a little bit differently and so that's where self-trust comes in to figure out like how does yours show up how do you actually feel it how do you actually um how does it actually come through for you and so for both it never goes away like you're naturally intuitive so when I teach on intuition it's not really about like the beginning phase isn't really about like Uh, figuring out how to be intuitive or figuring out how to actually like the practices or any of that it's really about like how do you clear out the shit that's in the way of hearing your intuition so whether that's Mm. really anything that takes up space like energy takes up mental space usually we're super in our all of us are super in our head right super in our brain and so it takes in like intentionally clearing that out so you can get down to what is trying to come through and so it never goes away it just might be like the volume might be turned down and you can turn it up but mm-hmm. the volume's usually turned down for many different reasons and so for you kind of figuring out why mm-hmm. interesting when you say like you can turn the volume up I'm almost thinking though like I feel like the intuition volume stays low mm-hmm. we just have to turn down the other stereo yeah. <laughs> Lower than the intuition so we can hear the intuition. Yeah. No, I'm glad you said that because yeah. I think usually people feel like intuition or an intuitive experience or a psychic experience has to be like, oh, like it's in your face. Like you see something like some massive magical thing happens. That's usually not what happens. It's usually a very, very small knowing or a very small like thing you hear, thing you see, thing you feel. And so because it's so much quieter, and especially if we're comparing it to like your brain, your brain is freaking loud. Your ego is freaking loud. And so you really do have to turn the volume on that down so that your intuition can be, feel turned up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, What would you say your favorite way of like turning down the volume of your mind and your ego is? Like, do you do meditation? Do you do breath work? Like what are kind of your favorite modalities and is there is there anything we can do like for me I try really hard to do my meditation and my breath work and my yoga but I'm also just very masculine and that's not always my thing are there other things that we can do even just like throughout the day to like Mm -hmm. turn down the noise 
Okay, so number one, I'll say definitely finding the thing that actually feels good for you. I find this Mm -hmm. all the time with clients where it's like, they're and it's exactly what we were talking about before about like trying to figure out what everyone else is doing when you're trying to figure out what works for other people it sometimes can be good because you're trial and erroring it right like okay let me try that for me but if it really doesn't fit for you if it really doesn't feel good then put it to the side like there's not like a one two three list here how did you turn on your intuition and here's how you turn down the world right so I think number one is like really finding what actually works for you what actually feels good for you that won't feel like a thing on your to-do list because if it feels like it's something on your to-do list it's not gonna feel good it's not gonna work Mm -hmm. um so I want to say that first and then for me I since that moment of like turning 30 and looking around, I've done a practice that I call magic mornings where, and you don't have to do this in the morning. I just have the privilege of having mornings open so I can do it. And it just feels good for me to do it in the, the to start the day. Um, and so it looks different all the time, but usually for me, journaling works the best. Mm. Having like, as somebody who my inner world is very like, there's a lot going on. So I can be very in my brain and it's, great it's not in a bad way but for me like having the actual practice to like pull the energy down like get the things out that need to get out um ask for what I want to ask for and that gets me and, and it also allows me to like put the put life aside for a minute Mm -hmm. I'm a huge advocate for not bypassing what you actually feel. So that's not this, but like put that aside a little bit. And if I need to go into like all the things that are in my mind, then I do that. But it also just allows like this moment to go into like that soul side of things or feminine energy, like you're talking about before to, to the space where literally anything is possible. And I get to like create that now. So whether it, it might for you in the beginning, just look like, okay, there's so much going on in my mind. I need to get it out and on paper. That's actually kind of where it started for me with my engagement. Like, okay, I need to get out of my head what's in my head because I'm not saying it. So I need to put it on paper and see it. And that allows so much more clarity. So I think anything that like makes space in your mind and in your energy, that's a good place to start. I actually forget what your question is. So I hope I answered it. Yeah, no, you totally answered it. I want to hear more about the magic mornings, but really quick speaking on this journaling thing. Mm-hmm. We're very we're very aligned. I really love mm-hmm. this, like a lot of your beliefs and just teachings and things. I so the whole journaling thing I've been thinking about a lot lately because I've, I feel like I've been noticing that some people are using journaling to almost get even more in the chaos and even farther mm-hmm. away from their intuition if you're not doing it intentionally. Like we're almost so obsessed with um, – like we're so obsessed with like self-growth and healing right now that like I've noticed some of my clients will just like journal and journal and journal, but they're trying to figure out their mind, mm-hmm. right? And they're like overanalyzing everything, overthinking thing and like trying to figure it out through their thoughts on paper, yeah. if that makes sense. But yeah. what you're sharing is like, no, get it out if you need to get it out, right? If you have thoughts going on, write them down, but then turn the page and use journaling to be creative and mm-hmm. feminine and kind of bring in like a a lighter energy in a sense, yeah. Uh, which journaling about heavy things and your emotions is still powerful as well. But I almost think if you overdo that, you get more lost. In a yeah. Sense. Yeah. And I, yes, a hundred percent. And I think like both are important, right? Like 
yes, we're, our brain is like so busy and we're constantly thinking, but we're not usually paying attention to what we're actually thinking. And so for a lot of people starting out, this is actually a good place to start is just like whatever's in your head, put it on the paper. Not to analyze it, not to like go overboard with it, but because you may not even have any actual clarity on what you're really thinking and what you're really feeling. And, uh, and usually when it's just in your mind and it's just in your body, it feels heavier than it actually is right? Mm -hmm. Or the running away from the resistance of what you're actually feeling is worse than what you're actually feeling. And so that's actually a really good place to start, I think, is just clarity on what you're really thinking, you're really feeling, you're really moving through, whether it's heavy or whether it's not. Mm -hmm. And then allow yourself space to go to that place. But one thing I will say is it's very hard to get to the magic energy space if you have stuff going on in your mind and so that's why I say it actually is a really good place to start to like be honest be honest about what you're thinking be honest about what you're feeling be honest about your reality like it's a a huge thing that I hear all the time which I understand completely is like yeah it's easy for people to say that like go in the magic but if my reality doesn't match up for that and this is usually where I work with one on client one clients the most where there is clarity a lot of the time on where you want to go what the big vision is what like the magic life would be but if your reality feels so far from that it's very it can feel really hard to bridge the gap and so that's why I love magic mornings or some kind of practice that lets you go into that energy in small ways it doesn't have to be like this big, massive, huge shift. But if you can get yourself into that energy in some capacity, that might even be like, okay, my big magic, and this is a good thing to journal on, like what is what would your ultimate magic life, whatever wording you want to use would be. And then how can I actually bring that energy in small ways now? So mm-hmm. if your magic, like everything's exactly as you want it, life you uh, have freedom and you have like slow enjoyment, then, okay, so I only have, because I know everyone's going to say like, well, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Uh, If you literally have like a five minute coffee break, let's say, then then you make that the ritual. You make that the thing that feels like that future energy because your future self is your now self. And so if you can just somehow infuse like these tiny little bits of like something into your day, then like that literally changes everything. Like that shifts over time. I'm all for like micro shifting because it's really not the big things. It's not when you get there, when you get the click, it's the now, like the honoring how you really feel. It's not ignoring what's really happening in your reality. It's dealing with what's happening in your reality and also shifting when you can. Yeah, I love that. I'm I'm even thinking like, you can even do it from a not time standpoint of like jewelry. Like maybe you get a necklace or earrings or something that makes you feel like that future self or new bed sheets. I don't know. Just little things like that. I feel like literally anything just to make it. Anything, anything that makes you feel some sort of spark of something, some sort of like enjoyment, some sort of whatever it is that you desire to feel, anything that can make you feel like that, even if it's for a second, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I want to hear about these magic mornings mm-hmm. too. Um, but bef- so talk about magic mornings, but also can you just share, like, I love that you use the word magic and I kind of mm-hmm. want to hear from you. Like, I don't know why do you use the word magic and what does that actually mean to you? Is magic a feeling mm-hmm. or what, is, what does it actually mean to like live a life full mm-hmm. of magic? 
I've always been connected to magic, like that that feeling, that word, that everything. But for me, it really did click like after calling off my engagement and I didn't really have another word for it. <laughs> like it's, for me, it's sort of that feeling that you don't have other words to describe or that thing that happens that you don't have other words to describe or like the synchronicities or the mm. like, I think the definition can be so different for everybody. But for me, yeah. it's just a word that I use when there's nothing else to describe it. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have that. It's a feeling. It's a, yeah, I think it's a feeling. For me, it's a feeling. Yeah. It's almost like you know when it's magic. But I love that it's the word that you use when there's no other words because there's been (laughs) so many times in my life where, like, I want to share an experience with my friends or, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't even, I'm like, I could use words to describe it to you right now, but it wouldn't actually. Yeah. It wouldn't like, match up with the degree to what it, feel, it feels like. Okay. Yeah. I love that. So magic yeah. mornings, mm-hmm. what do you do exactly? So I think you started with journaling and then we just yeah. talked about journaling. So. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it, it, I never, it's something that I talk and teach about and I have journals on now that like it started as just a practice that I did. It was never something that I was going to talk about, teach or anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember how I created it. But when I did, it was really just in that time when I knew that I wanted to like rebuild the relationship with myself, rebuild the trust with myself and just get more clear on who I was. I really actually started doing it because within that relationship, before I called off my engagement, the thing that like really pushed me to look at it was that I didn't like how I was showing up within it it wasn't like I was looking at him like oh I don't like who you are I don't like how you're showing up I genuinely just didn't I didn't feel magic because I didn't like who I was how I was showing up how I felt within the relationship and so when I started magic mornings it was really like okay I just want to create this space in my day because at that time I was building a business I was like stressed out about money I was stressed out about this relationship I was just stressed out that everything I wanted I so deeply knew what I wanted I wanted that love I wanted that business I wanted that life that just like felt so freaking good but I couldn't access it because my life was so different than that at that time Mm -hmm. and so magic mornings was really just about creating like a moment in my life where I could go there I could that could be available Mm -hmm. sorry I have a train in front of me and it's honking now (laughs) um Yeah. And so it sort of has evolved over time and magic mornings, like, yes, it's the journaling, but it's really like the premise of it is just to allow yourself time to feel that even if it's not available in your life right now. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I love this train. I know. It's so funny because we just moved uh, two months ago to Vancouver. Yeah. And we have this train in front of us. And I was recording a podcast the other day. My podcast has been on hiatus for like two months. So I recorded the first episode and the train was so freaking loud. But then I had someone message me after and they were like, the train is so soothing. soothing. I was like, oh, okay. Well, because well, it's not loud on the recording, but I don't know. Maybe trains are people's message or sign or something. But I mean, I actually love it. I think it's so funny. Like some of my guests will just get so nervous if there's like a noise or like a disturbance or something. And I'm like, I actually love it. Like I actually don't edit my episodes at all. Yeah, same. Like I don't understand when someone's like, oh, like it, you know, it takes me a couple hours to edit my podcast. I'm like, what do you mean? You literally just press record. I'm like, I'm like taking a drink. I'm like, I'm like, oh, wait, one sec, guys. 
it's human. Like, there's like three seconds of just like blank space. I'm like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> well, now you get my train. Now you know I live in front of a train. And now we get the train and I love it. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. I really love that. I love that the magic morning isn't actually like do this and then this and this. It's no. create magic in this one place of your life. Yeah. In whatever way that you can. Like, yeah. yes, mine's called magic mornings, but any kind of practice or thing or moment, even let's talk about like meditation. That could literally be anything. Anything can be meditative. It doesn't mean you have to sit and meditate. For me, my favorite moments of my day or when I get to sit and just have coffee and just like be like I don't have to do anything or going for a walk like those are super anything that like pulls you into the moment because it's gonna be a it's just quieter there and that's when my intuition comes through the most in the shower in a walk driving because your brain shuts off automatically and so anything where you can create that, especially if you're in a moment where like you don't have a lot of quiet or your brain is super loud or you're overwhelmed or you're confused or you have a decision you know you need to make but you're not really sh- – you want more clarity, then yeah. some sort of like slices where, um, yeah, you create that space. Yeah. You know what? My, my meditation is driving 100%. Mm-hmm. I love driving. When I lived in Utah – I would drive for hours, like Mm -hmm. literally hours with nowhere to go. I would just drive like in between cities and just like drive around, like roll down my windows. And it was like always cold in Utah. So I would roll down my windows, but then I would blast the heat so that I would like (laughs) stay warm, but have like the wind. Um, I love it. Same. Honestly, some of the like biggest intuitive things that have come through for me are driving. Same. Always. And then I have to like pull over and I'm like voice noting something or putting it in my notes. Mm -hmm. But what's been really hard for me is like, um, yeah, I mean, I just get so many downloads when I'm, when I'm driving and then I moved to LA. I live in like Venice. Like if I go on a drive, it's literally, literally bumper to bumper and I'm like stressed and people are honking at me. Like there's no space for me to like yeah just like go on like a drive and then I'll try and find like neighborhoods so like no cars are there so I can just kind of like cruise around but then the neighborhood's like yeah so small and anyway I'm just venting but I miss driving because that was my meditation I feel it's so funny you say that because what was it like two years ago now Mm -hmm. uh my car got hit by a school bus (laughs) And so it's, I'm laughing now. It's not funny, but it was funny. Um, I was fine. Everybody was fine. But that was my meditative thing too, like driving. And from at that time, I lived like an hour from my boyfriend. And so I was just always driving, like love driving. And so then I didn't have a car. And then we moved in together and we moved somewhere far. And then COVID happened. So we weren't driving. And then I drove one day after like not driving for so long. And that's what like made me realize like there's something so freeing and now I don't drive. And when I do drive, it's the same thing. It's like, there's too many people. Everyone's honking. Everyone's mad. Like this is ruining my practice. Yeah. But walk for me, walking kind of, kind of almost has the same uh, effect. Effect as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I love mm-hmm. that. Um. Okay. So we've talked about self-trust a little bit. We've talked about intuition. Last thing I want to hit is just the conversation of energy mm-hmm. because I am a very, like, I'm very masculine. I'm very logical. And I definitely, like, I feel energy. I talk about, like, the masculine feminine energy a lot. I do a lot of energy work now. But there's always just been this 
like question in me that's very like logical and scientific of just like what is energy Mm -hmm. and I guess for somebody I guess that doesn't really know anything about energy what would you say like kind of just give us a rundown of like this is what it is Mm -hmm. this is what you can do with it how you create it I mean just kind of give us a mini lecture on energy (laughs) I mean I don't know what it is this is like one of the things like magic where it's like I mean, I under I'm, I don't have a logical brain, like how you're explaining it. And yeah. so for me, like, it's one of those things, like, I don't need to know. I just feel it and I know what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you are someone who's a little bit more logical, I mean, I don't know, like, the scientific aspects behind it or how to explain it, but it really, to me, is like a feeling yeah. and a thing that you exude and everybody else exudes. Mm-hmm. One thing that I talk a lot about is, like, when you want to – elevate your life or you want to expand your life or you want to um before I was talking about a lot of the clients I work with are like here and they want to go there and there there's like a bridge that has to be gapped Mm -hmm. and the thing that I talk and teach about all the time is like um shifting and elevating your energy to match up with that and I don't really know how to explain what that is in words like what's actually physically happening except for it's a feeling that you can you can it's like palpable If you think of a time in your life where, like, you weren't necessarily where you wanted to be, you didn't feel good, you, like, maybe hated your job or were in a relationship that didn't, wasn't very, like, soul-filling or you can feel what your energy felt like. That thing that you felt, like, that heaviness or that, ugh, like, the thing that just doesn't feel good, that's energy. And then the opposite, if you think of people, yourself or other people that you're super, like, magnetized to or attracted to and you can't really even put words to why it's just like there's something about that person it's just like if that's their energy yeah so both sides of it are true right where if you meet a person and you're like oh, I don't really know why but you don't I don't click with you that's their energy and your energy and so everything mm-hmm. is energy that's why there, it's kind of hard to put into words but the the easiest way I can kind of explain it in the conversation we're talking about is it's the thing that you exude and that other people exude and it's something that's happening no matter if you're thinking about it or not it's something that's there if you're trying to tap into it or not mm-hmm. um yeah does that kind of Makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, that's exactly how I feel about energy. But then, like, my logical brain always says, like, but how? But Mm. but how? But why? I was always that girl that, like, if you were, like – if I was, like, at a new job and they were training me, they'd be like, okay, Mm. do this. And I'd be like, okay, why? And they're like – bitch just do it and I'm like but why like why do I need like why am I doing this which is an amazing trait right because you don't take things as they are you want to know why which is good and I mean there is science behind energy right like yeah I know like little little bits (laughs) yeah little bits and pieces um okay but would you say so like our energy yeah is that just created by just everything we're thinking everything Mm -hmm. we're doing Yeah, I think it's so many things. It can be your environment. It can be, I mean, I think all of us can say that our energy has probably been different over the last year and a half because our world is changing. So if you're also, if you're open and tapped into the collective energy of what's happening, that can affect you. So like reality, life, uh, environment, your thoughts, um, what you're doing, mm. if you're moving, like there's so many, everything 
this is why it's hard because literally everything affects our energy. And that's why it's also so important to be aware of. So a good place to start when you're trying, especially if you don't necessarily feel very good and you don't know why, like take inventory, like energy check. What, what in my life feels that heavier feeling? That's mm-hmm. your energy. What in my life feels lighter? That feels like, oh, when I do that thing. So if that's journaling for me, like when I'm journaling, I feel so freaking good, no matter what's happening in my life. Even if it, it, I wake up and I don't feel good and I have reality stuff that I need to deal with. Like having that, so energy, uh, environment, human reality, the things that are happening in our world get, and having gentleness for yourself within that, right? Like yeah. we're all doing the best we can with what's, what we've got, right? And so, yeah, there's literally everything affects your energy. Yeah. Cause I'm even thinking like, this might be kind of like a, not a triggering question, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a harsh question of like, what if people, like a bunch of people came up to me, maybe just like people in my life or whatever. And they were just like, your energy feels different. Like, I don't like your energy. Mm -hmm. I don't like your energy right now. Like, like, what would you do? Like, I, I guess you said just like take inventory, right? And kind of just feel into like what places in my life might be causing this dense energy. But mm. I'm just almost thinking, yeah, like, wh- where do you start? Mm. I don't know. You, you said well, inventory, I, but. Well, I think it's most important that you like your energy, right? Because yeah. our energy is not going to match up with everybody all the time. I'm a, if, some, if anyone listens into like human design, I'm a manifester. So my energy usually doesn't feel good to other people. (laughs) So like, because it's harsh. And so just because people don't like your energy doesn't necessarily say anything about you or a need for you to change. If you feel like, so going back again to that relationship I was in, I hated my energy within that. Mm. And that's why my business wasn't working because I didn't even feel good. And so if, I mean, it could be good information if someone in your life that loves you actually and you love them, if they're like, all the time with my boyfriend and I if something's off we'll say like your energy changed like what's up not I hate your energy but like all the time all the time and my boyfriend hates it yeah Yeah. but but so I would say like uh question who's saying it and why they're saying it but the the more important question is like do you like your energy and if you don't that's a different story yeah I love that I know, kind of a weird question, but my brain just no, it's good. It's (laughs) good. My brain always thinks of also like I feel like when I'm in like doing guests like interview stuff. Yeah, my brain's always thinking of like what would someone listening Mm -hmm. to this like might be like thinking. You know, like if I I was in their shoes, and I feel like if I was listening, I'd be like, okay, well, what if people don't like my energy? And so, yeah, they won't though. Like this is it's a good question because I think that's our own fear and our own ego and our own like we don't want our feelings to be hurt we want everybody to like us but ultimately especially if you're living authentically to who you are and what you actually want and what you actually desire there's Mm -hmm. going to be people in your life especially those up closest to us because they're used to us being a certain way acting a certain way and so if that shifts they might not like it and that's just the reality of what's going to happen so our job isn't to like show up in energy that everybody likes because that's impossible and usually if that's happening you're not being super authentic to who you actually are and what you actually think and feel because you're bound to say something show up in something be in an energy that people aren't really gonna like and so I think it's important it's an important question because that's not the goal right the goal isn't for everybody to like our energy the goal is really for us to like our energy and then to show up in that and then hopefully the people in our life who love us 
can see that like in a positive way, but that won't always be true. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Um, that was another topic that we talked about this week in my group coaching too, around (laughs) trust was like trusting that like the right people will love you for you and, and your energy. Um, kind of touching on like the authentic self conversation because I'm so curious at the beginning of the episode or maybe we were talking before and you were saying like yeah you've just been pivoting so Mm -hmm. much and that like I was telling Stephanie that like I'm going through this phase right now where I almost like like not lost everything I just got like really confused of like who am I like what am I doing like what is my business do I even like my business and then kind of that's where the whole like rebrand and relaunch the podcast came from and whatever. And Stephanie's like, oh yeah, like I go through that sometimes like twice a year. Yeah, often. So what has your experience been with shifting your energy, evolving, like becoming more of your authentic self, especially in your relationships with others? Like when you evolve so much and you pivot so much, you're becoming a new person. Like, I don't know. What is your experience with that? Like, what does that look like for you? Well, I mean, it's it's hard, right? Like on the outside, usually it looks really glamorous and exciting and like, whoa, you're doing the thing, but it's freaking hard. And it's usually happening that often. Usually it happens for people who are very self-aware and very like you're using your intuition because mm-hmm. things change often. Like we're supposed to evolve. In I think I said this in the beginning, but especially in business, we think like if we chose one thing or we said one thing or we're in the relationship and we said yes or whatever it is, we think like we have to stick with that. Mm-hmm. And like you have to let yourself evolve. <laughs> you have to let yourself grow. And yeah. so the reason why I think it, it, it seems like that's a lot, right? Like, oh, wow, two times a year you question – I don't know. Like, I think that that's actually a good thing. Does it suck sometimes when you have to like feel like you're starting over or feel like you have to change? I think the only reason we feel like it's a negative thing is because we've made it seem like the stories that we may have heard when we're younger is like, oh, you're flaky. You never stick to anything. You always change your mind. And so that's actually a really freaking beautiful thing to be able to give yourself permission to change and evolve because it's literally what we're here to do mm-hmm. but usually when we feel resistance or, or we're scared of change is just because the, our world doesn't really like value that right it's like pick a career go to school for one thing and like do that for the rest of your life yeah. that literally gives me so much anxiety <laughs> that if I had to do that I would never be happy in my whole life and so um, it's really for me looked like I had just giving myself permission that like, that's actually what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be pivoting. I got this huge intuitive message a couple months ago, more so for the collective, but also I was experiencing it mm-hmm. that like changing that whole idea around the pivot or the change or the evolving and spirit just kind of being like, that is literally what you were on earth to do. Like you're, yeah. it's like, this is our playground. Like we're trying, we have to learn, we have to try, we have to switch it up. And so in the moment, it's freaking uncomfortable. Like I'm in such a similar situation that you're in where, and it it came from so many different places that were painful. And so it was like this look around, like uh, I've been talking and teaching about this one thing and I don't actually agree with what I was saying before. Like I've changed so deeply in what I think and what I believe and how I show up in my life and in my business and so there's sort of like this grieving process or this like um like reckoning moment with myself of 
of allowing that. And so there's so much underneath why we don't, but the biggest spirit message I've gotten over and over is like, hi, that's literally what you are, like, that's literally why you're there. Yeah. So allow it. Yeah. I, I used to say that to my clients too. And they like came to me and they're like, I can't, like, I literally can't stick to anything. Like I just, I can't commit to anything. And I'm like, isn't it a good thing that you don't just commit mm-hmm. and say yes to things that aren't a fuck yes for you? Yes. Um, so I, I love that. Also, what's so interesting. So I was telling you about, I had that reading from the spirit worker mm-hmm. and she works with your timelines, right? Yeah. And she can like see your timelines. And for me, so she said most of my timeline was just foggy, like completely mm. foggy. There was like a couple like um, clear things, which was like marriage and kids. And I was like, and I'm like, you see my kids? And she's like, you definitely have some souls coming through. And I was like, Ooh. literally emotional. I'm like, oh, my God. I love but, that. But those are the two things that she could see. Everything else was – and she could see like success in my business, but she couldn't see what it looks like. Everything else in between was blurry. And I was like – it's like, why? Like all of my, I have some good friends that go to her and she sees it yeah. a lot more clearly. And she says not a lot of people's timelines are um, blurry. Some people's because the world is, the world's timeline right now is kind of out of whack. Messed up, yeah. Yeah. But she said it's blurry because I'm not supposed to pick one thing mm-hmm. and then just like do it and, and just keep going. I'm the type of leader that is supposed to like pivot and like react to what's going on in the world. So the world might look different in one year, in two years, in five years. And like, she can't see what, what I'm doing because I'm literally like doing, mm. what, what would you say? Like reacting to the world. I'm trying to totally. think of like a better word, but um, it's you, just it so It kind of feels like you're kind of one of the ones that has to go first. And so if we don't know what's going to happen, exactly. then there's no clarity on that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was just... Yeah, I was so mind blown. I'm still processing it all. Yeah, that's I'm just like, major. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, it it feels too like I've been thinking about this a lot that like you can you get to choose like your timeline isn't necessarily like okay here's what your timeline is. It's like well you could do this and then this is gonna happen and that's true for everybody because we just have free will. We could take a million different paths mm-hmm. and this is why self trust is so important because. I don't think you can miss the things that are for you, but you can delay them massively. And mm. so, for example, if I would have stayed in that relationship or not trusted myself in many different ways, the path would have looked very different. Yeah. I might have arrived at the same place, but the path would be really different. So, like, your timeline can change based on, like, if you listen to your intuition or not, if you trust yourself or not. It's not meaning like bad things are going to happen or you're going to, it's going to miss you. You're not missing anything. It's just you're, it might be a lot harder than it needs to be. Oh, that's a really fascinating perspective mm-hmm. actually. Cause I did just have someone say to me, it's been literally getting me thinking. Mm-hmm. Someone said to me that like, like we have free agency to like create yeah. our reality, but he was saying like, in a sense, we don't really have like a choice over what happens because life is just kind of happening through us. Mm. And I was just like, what does he mean? Like, that doesn't make sense because I can, like I can make this choice or this choice and completely change how things look. So what do you mean? Like I, like life is just moving through me and like life almost already has like a plan, Mm. but you kind of 
brought some clarity to me by saying mm-hmm. you can't really yeah. miss things. Like, no. I don't know. Yeah, like that doesn't feel like the full picture. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily give you a whole – because then in that that way, it kind of be like, okay, so I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like yeah. if life is happening th- – and I agree that like energetically or like if you feel connected to spirit, let's say, yes, especially when I'm doing my work, that it is kind of just happening through me, but I have to do something. I have to do something. And I have choice in it. I don't have to do it. If I don't feel like being an intuitive anymore, then I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't feel like showing up for life anymore, then I don't have to. But your choices are – and what's coming through you, you have a choice whether or not you do anything with it. Mm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That feels more empowering, I feel like. That feels way more empowering, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, because I do think some people could get kind of like mixed up if we do say like, oh, you're not going to miss anything. Like it's all still going to happen to you because like you just said, then people will kind of choose to not do anything. And I'm very masculine. Like I am the coach that's like, I bring the fire, like I bring the action and the go and the do. Um, so I obviously feel really passionate about taking action and I always kind of notice these little like inspirational quotes on Mm -hmm. Pinterest or little things that are like yeah empowering people to do nothing and it scares me because yeah well and and this is the thing with social media right like it even as a coach I'm sure you found this too like sometimes it's like okay but there's more to it like it's it's easy to say like one thing I always say is like it gets to be easy but that can be taken really toxically right like where there's a toxic side to it and there's such a fine line to everything that I teach that I'm sure you teach that it can be taken the total wrong way and it has unfortunately that's where Mm -hmm. I've had my moment of looking around like do I want to be in this space because so much is happening that I don't agree with that like Mm -hmm. and so there's been like that whole processing for me so I would say like with that for anybody who like is consuming social media there's like a and also, like, there's more Always. to everything that people say. There, it's easy and it's inspirational. But, like, if I'm saying it gets to be easy, there's a lot more behind that. If you're, if we're saying, like, surrender, there's a lot of work that goes into that, right? And the work – with work, too, there's so much conditioning. Mm-hmm. Work doesn't have to mean, like, you're hustling 24-7. That would never work for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't work that much, to be honest. And – But what I do do is intentional and is like on purpose. And so there's so – I think for everybody, it's just like define what everything means for you. And Mm -hmm. right now, there's a huge necessity for like getting clear on what you think, what you believe, how you actually want your life to look, and then what matches up for that. Not everything everybody says is for you. So if you see something on social media and you're like, "Eh, don't really like that, don't try and make something fit. Or even if I'm saying something or you're saying something and exactly. you're listening and you're like, mm, that's not really for me, that's okay. Yeah. I love it. Like, um, also, like, giving too much weight to mm-hmm. some people in the sense of, like, oh, well, they make a million dollars a year. Or they have 100,000 followers. <laughs> so what they're saying must be right. I yeah, fucking yeah. love this conversation. <laughs> There's a lot behind the scenes. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, also make sure that – 
the things you're looking at, the people you're following, the Mm -hmm. life you're looking. And we talked about this a little bit with manifesting. Make sure that's what you actually want. Like there's no point of following people or, or look or envying or comparing if like turn the energy inward and literally ask that question. Like, do I, would I really want that? Or why do I think I want that? Okay. Funny story really quick. I thought I wanted followers Mm -hmm. so bad. Like everything I did, I was like, I want followers. I want followers. Even since I was a really little girl, I wanted to be like an influencer. Like I just wanted followers. Yeah. And then I like had a TikTok video go viral. I was doing TikTok and doing TikTok and I'm like, okay, once I have like a bunch of followers, like I'll be making TikToks all the time. Like I'll do lives with them. Like I'll answer all their questions. I'll be so interactive. Like when I am like a big TikTok star, like that's how I'm going to be. And then I had a video go viral and whatever. I think I have like 96K followers or something, which isn't crazy, but that's kind of a lot. And literally, like, I just stopped. Yeah. I, I, just, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want that type of life. I didn't want to, like, engage with my followers. Like, I'm appreciative of them. Like, thank you for following. But, like, I, yeah. that's not who I wanted to, like, be yeah. or the type of life I wanted. Like, I don't like creating content mm-hmm. at all. I literally wrote something about this today, talked about this like so much recently, Uh, same. I talked about this a couple weeks ago on Instagram. Like I used to, when I started my business, I thought like exactly what you said. If if I just in front of enough people, if I'm just like famous for this one thing, not even famous, just known for this one thing, because that's something in business everybody says, like just be known for something. And I had this moment where I was like, I don't even think I want that, like I don't want that pressure. I just want to be able to show up, share, be who I am, and not worry about any of the things that we think we're supposed to be worried about. Um, So yeah, same. Like I've gone through that huge just shift in my – and the energy that you feel from that is massive. Yeah. 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 So true. Because it doesn't matter is the the really like underlying thing. The thing we think actually matters is usually not the thing that matters. It doesn't matter. And I think that's why I went through this whole thing that I've been going through of like, who am I? What am I doing? What is my business? Because like everything that I thought did matter. Yeah. I realized like didn't. And that just kind (laughs) of threw me for a loop. Um, But I think it's humbling and it's grounding and it brings you back to – yeah, what's actually important, the mission, yeah. authentic yeah. desires, being able to recognize all of that. So Yeah, totally. I love that. I love I love that we just had that kind of conversation about the social media and t- like taking things with a grain of salt, really. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody is having a I'm done with social media moment because it's it's just too much pressure and a pressure that we have no space for at this time. No. Yeah. Well, my whole thing is social media is not going away. Everyone says they're done with it. I'm deleting it. Yeah. I'm taking a social media break. Great. You'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Welcome back. It's not going away. But I see like I've always felt this call like in my own like just business and, and purpose to somehow and I'm still figuring it out. That's why I haven't really taught it yet. Yeah. But I almost see it as like um part of my purpose is to like teach people how to use social media yeah. like healthily and intentionally because again it's not going away yeah it's just going to keep getting worse but what we need to do is like adapt and evolve our mindsets and the way that we create and work to somehow create a beautiful healthy yeah place on online because yeah 
I think we're done with it in the way that we've used it and and the way that it's been used, right? And so I love that you said that because it's actually, I love Instagram when I'm not worried about Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like I love showing up on Instagram. I love connecting on Instagram. Yeah. But when I get into that energy of like, is fucking annoying me or like, it, you know, like that weird energy that we get with it because it's frustrating sometimes. Like that's just the reality. It is frustrating. Or if there's pressure behind it, yeah. that's when we throw our hands up and are like, forget it. Like I'm done. But actually it's the way that so many of us build our business. And so it can be such an incredible thing. It's just not in the way that we've used it. Yeah. But yeah. the word that's coming up for me right now as you're talking about that is actually trust. Yeah. Because some of my girls will come totally. Yeah, so my girls will come to me like, you know, I can't launch today. The algorithm's not working. My Instagram story, whatever is down. And I'm like, what if you just trusted that even if your Instagram story views are low, the right people will see it. You still have 100 people watching. Maybe it's not your usual 500 or whatever, but can you trust that your message is getting to the right people? You can try reels. You can try hashtags. You can try all these strategies if it feels good. But can you just trust that, like, somehow the your message, if it needs to get to somebody, like, it will. It will just find 100%. a way. 100%. That's a healthy way to – because it, it's just all made-up stuff that we're worried about, right? And yeah. it is annoying, 100%. If you're going to launch something and then Instagram's having a day, it's very frustrating. Yeah. However, I love that you said that because it that's allowing, like – trust and magic and and co-creating and all the things also I'm going to quickly tell this story because this literally just happened yesterday and it like reaffirmed all of this yesterday I interviewed a former client of mine who I worked with for years and so I interviewed her for my podcast we uh, both shared it on Instagram she shared it on hers someone who I have never once talked to never once she didn't even follow me mm-hmm. she followed me and purchase one of my high level packages like without conversation. So that so a huge message behind that and the reason why that happened because this is something that I've been working through on my own is allow the things that you do do to be enough. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that kind of magic happens all the time, but not when I'm sitting there worried about like oh shit, I'm only getting 100 views and Instagram's annoying me today and like that doesn't because then in that energy I don't want to show up and then I get to the point where I'm looking around at my business like I don't want to even be here like this is too you know and so the reality is it is freaking annoying but then also you can allow room and trust for stuff like that to happen because that happens all the time yeah oh my god I love that story I've had like pretty similar things happen as well because we always look at like I always think that the people that are my potential clients are the people that like comment on my posts and like reply to my stories None of my clients do that. No. Like, I Literally. Some, I usually had no idea who they were. And they just... Um, yeah. Every one of my one-on-one clients, 100%, like, never engaged with anything. Yeah. And usually just found me or yes. just found my podcast or just, like, that... And, and that's not always true, but I think that at least releases the pressure that, like, keep showing up and the yeah. people who are meant to see it will see it. And when they come into your space, it's all there and waiting for them. Yeah, totally. Uh, And also remembering like if you're not doing something right now, Mm -hmm. kind of what you said of like what you did do is enough. Like sometimes I forget that I do have, 
you know, I'm stressing out about like, okay, I haven't posted on my podcast. Like my business is going to fail. I haven't actually been thinking that, but that's an example, right? But then I have to remember, I have 74 episodes up. Someone might have just found my podcast and they're being served through those podcast episodes, like 74 hours of it. And um, yeah, we're doing enough. Yeah, we don't always – and this is why we get to hate social media because we think we constantly have to be creating. You don't have to constantly be creating new stuff. And if you're someone in the beginning of your business, I will say like this is – start where you want to start and do Mm -hmm. what you actually want to do because that foundational stuff does matter. I'm I'm talking like I'm 10 years into like content and and creating and so – also like the reality is because it could be really annoying for someone to hear that and be like yeah well that's like I'm at the beginning so yeah those are actually very necessary moments when you're building a business you do have to start somewhere but I'm I think we're more talking like if you're far into it and you feel like I can't relax because I constantly need to be creating you don't necessarily yeah this is that yes and Like take it with a grain of salt conversation Mm -hmm. because you'll see some people on Instagram say you need to be posting five to seven reels per week, twice on your feed, post 10 Instagram stories per day, post an Instagram live, right? But like for them, maybe that's what got them off the ground and got them all their followers. And then there's other leaders that are saying, you'll only need to post once a week. You only need to post twice a week. And that's also detrimental for people just starting because if you are posting once a week when you're just starting... It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time. Like mm-hmm. you, in that in that case, you do need to be doing more. So you, yeah, intuition. Yeah, it reminds me. Yeah, totally. It just reminds me of like there's there's a million ways to do the same thing. Yeah. Just make sure it's like the right thing you want to do, and also take into account the backstory. It's like when people say like, I I sell out my programs only through like this one thing right like only through Instagram stories yeah yeah but you need people watching your like you need people in your orbit right you need an audience if you're just starting out and you have only a couple followers you're gonna feel it anyways there's just more to the story I think is what we're way more to the story yeah so trust yourself and do what you actually want to do even if in the beginning it's like well I I really want to start a podcast but no one's gonna listen to it start the podcast yeah you know I had a coach a while ago say, like, when I first started, like, suggest YouTube, mm-hmm. I freaking hated it. But I thought that I had to do it. Whereas Talk my YouTube. podcast, my, yeah, and my podcast, like, I knew I wanted to start a podcast and it clicked immediately and it, like, blew up immediately. And so if I would have just followed from the beginning, regardless mm-hmm. if literally no one is watching, people still find my stuff from, like, five years ago, yeah. you know? And so I think it's, there's, this and that is super important to build that. And then when you do allow what you're doing to be enough. Yeah, absolutely. It's not the strategy that attracts people. No. It's you being in your alignment and having yeah. fun. That's showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. Thank you for that. That's you're welcome. Amazing. <laughs> um, okay. To kind of wrap things up a little bit. I feel like I could talk to you for hours I know. actually, which is really fun for me. Um, but to kind of wrap things up, so don't want to take too much time, what would you say? I ask every guest this, and I love mm-hmm. this question. What would you say to yourself if you, at your lowest point, was listening into this podcast right now? What would you say to oh, her? I have so many chills. Ah, it gets better, and it's worth it. 
Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. And then another thing I do for all of my episodes is I love to give, um, which is so funny. We were talking about this today, like giving little, little steps, yeah. right. To go across <laughs> yeah. that bridge. I, on almost every episode, I give like a little baby step that the listeners can do like easy within the next 24 hours that they can do to just get a little bit closer to, let's say their intuition. Yeah. Um, what little like baby step could you give them? Mm. A little homework. The, the train is about to honk, just FYI. But, um, okay. oh, the question, ask yourself, what do I actually want or what do I actually need? And allow the answer to come through. Like, mm. I am a huge advocate of not making it more difficult than it needs to be. And so, I love that you do baby steps because that's so important. But literally just this simple question because we usually don't ask ourselves. Ask mm-hmm. yourselves, what do I actually want? What do I actually need? And let what comes through comes through. And then follow through with what feels like it needs to come next. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, I also love the call bullshit on everything. Yeah, I love too. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's that can, my go-to. Yeah, that can be an alternate baby mm-hmm. step. Ask yourself those questions and then maybe tomorrow for your next challenge, just call bullshit on everything. Literally. Like, this changed my whole entire life. Like, yeah. anything I thought, anything I felt, especially if it didn't feel good about myself, like, the stories, mm-hmm. it's it's all bullshit because it comes from somewhere that's not actually true. And so, yeah, a lot of bullshit calling. Yeah, <laughs> all the bullshit calling. Yeah. I love it so much. Um, okay, cool. So now – shameless self promo where are you at where do you hang out tell us a little bit more about your podcast programs all of it just talk about you um so probably the easiest best place is instagram because i do show up there the most and everything that's launching is always through instagram so that's at stephanie non elizabeth um i don't know when when is this launching or you don't know um i can tell you it in a couple weeks for sure okay yeah. So, I mean, I always have stuff launching and stuff that you can kind of check out. So Instagram's probably the best place to go. Like I said, that's at Stephanie and Elizabeth. And then my podcast is really, I mean, when it first started was three years ago. And so you can start from the beginning and follow the whole journey of my life in the last three years and its evolution. But now we talk all things grounded spirituality, intuition, life. Um, and so that's made of magic and yeah. Amazing. Both that's places you can find everything from. Yeah. That's probably interesting to start from the beginning of your podcast. Yeah. It actually had a different name. It was totally different. Same kind of concept, but just different. I've evolved, so it evolved. Yeah. 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 I feel that way too. I've literally changed my cover art like five times already same. because I just keep evolving. I don't know how people mm-hmm. keep the same one. I'm like – I don't either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Well, I am so grateful for you and just – happy to have you. I'm sure all of my thank listeners you. are like, thank you, Stephanie, for being here and sharing all of that wisdom. It seriously was so beautiful and aligned. And yeah, I just appreciate you. So thank you. Thank um, you for having me. It was fun. Yeah, of course. So I'll leave all of um, Stephanie's info linked in the show notes, of course, as always. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye, guys. All right, guys, I am back. It's just me. Hello. Oh, wasn't that conversation so juicy and so good? 
I, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. I hope you guys loved it. Um, if you have any takeaways that you want to share with us, anything that you got out of this episode, please, please, please share it with us. Um, and if you really love this episode, share it with a friend, share it with your family members, share it with a coworker, um, share it with whoever you think might need it. Um, and also of course, share it on your Instagram story. And if you do, make sure you tag Stephanie as well as tagging me and I will make sure that I link her Instagram and all of her information in the show notes so you guys can get connected with her and learn from her as well. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys loved it. I hope you have the most beautiful week this week and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye!